Welcome to Nairobi Chapel and Bakasi. We grow deep to reach wide. Let's open our Bibles to the book of Deuteronomy chapter 5, verse 32 and 33. I read, You shall observe to do therefore as the Lord your God has commanded you. You shall not turn aside to the right hand or to the left. You shall walk in all the ways that the Lord your God has commanded you, that you may live, number one. Number two, that it may be well with you. And number three, that you may prolong your days in the land which you shall possess. Allow me to the NIV version as well. So be careful to do what the Lord your God has commanded you to do. Do not turn aside to the right or to the left. Walk in obedience to all the Lord your God has commanded you, so that you may live, you may prosper, and prolong your days in the land that you will possess. The title for today's sermon is simply, Looking for Life in All the Wrong Places. Let me say that again, because let me say it again. Looking for life in all the wrong places. When the Israelites were given the commandments and told to walk in obedience, God promised them, number one, that they would have life. I seriously believe that the word of God that was told in the book of Deuteronomy chapter 5 still stands true today. One of the things, the number one thing God wants to bless you with, not just for 2020, but for the rest of your life, is life. But the condition is that you obey him. Let's pray, guys. Father, in Jesus' name, we thank you for your word today. We thank you for the word of God that has come through the ages. Jehovah, as we share in your word, prepare our hearts. May your word have root in each of our hearts today. And my prayer for each one of us, including myself, is that it may bear fruit, fruit that will last, not just for us and for our immediate families, but for the generations after us. May you find us faithful in the obedience of your word. In Jesus' name we all pray. Amen. Amen. Um, guys, one of the things that uh, I am privileged to have done is been and lived outside of this country. And um, the thing that I used to enjoy being out of the country is... Um, the times were not that different, especially when it was holiday season. The holiday season outside of this country just looks something as simple as you close shop, you close your door, you're not scared of thieves, you leave everything intact, and you go to family and enjoy. And so it was the same. There was no kulabalu sana, Things were just okay. But then for some reason, in our country, it's different. There is a difference between December and January. Big difference. There is a bit of a difference between April and May, but it's sana. But you tell the difference. There's a difference between August and September. But for some reason, in December and January, the differences are immense. Yani, it's just there's a difference. December pay comes early. In a Kujanga 20? 
kuna 15th hapa ya 15th eh inside kuna 20th eh ingine ah these are the guys who don't want to hear sit on here december 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 pay comes early hmm january pay comes after 60 days yeye unamojanga ambako unasema amen december has very few days Okay, there are many but it's few days of fun and feast nenda speed just tell my it's done we are any wait for 2020 christmas january has how many days eh mimi nilika 100 days of work and hustle december helps us usher in the new year january ushers in responsibility and stress stress because if you were not wise with the pay at 20th by 5th of january kutu hapa you are like oh my god i am starting to borrow very early and i'm hoping the amount i'm borrowing tanifikisha tanifikisha end of january so there's a big difference you will go on and on but i think get the drift ask any nairobian today any kenyan how are you doing ha huh? the answer always is ah maisha ni ngumu bro ni the business is eh, we are trying everyone is saying things are difficult on most people's lips in our city and nation is the same phrase life has become very tough nikubai it's difficult it's overly unmanageable guys are struggling to make ends meet when job lost all his possessions i think he said the same thing when david was obeyed as king in the bible and then Saul wanted to kill him i think he said the same thing jeremiah we are told is one of the most successful um, prophets in scripture but for some reason we are not told of any converts he had in his time We are told what God t- t- tells him when he calls him. He tells him, "Bro, I'm calling you to go speak to my people." But the problem is they are not going to listen to you. When you mean come you're something like that with the Lord. At bro, I'm calling you to embassy, but nobody will come to listen to the messages I've given you. How many of us would still take the job? But Jeremiah took it. But I'm sure life was very difficult. At one point we are told in the scripture, he was actually thrown in a cistern. Ama like some translations put it a pit latrine and was fed from the pit latrine alitupiwa mikate huko and food and i think yet i'm guessing yet life is difficult you know the story of david what was his name daniel njonjo mwangi you know who that who knows who daniel njonjo mwangi is i think a brother and you hapa like you know i'm gone This is the man who was caught the other day and when in a Milimani local said batted the the cop. You saw that story? Eh, I actually think life is tough for him as we speak. I'm just I'm just assuming life is tough, guys. But what is the definition of this thing called life? What's the definition? We have many but what is it? Life has different definitions in the eyes of different people for some life 
It's all about building a family, making sure I have a home, and leading life as it is. For some, life is all about accumulating wealth. For others, life is all about engaging in the academic circle. I need to go all the way. I have a boy of mine who has said, Mambo ni PhD, and nothing less. For others, life is all about the appreciation of art. Like, for example, Tikinanga Java, my wife looks at the art, oh my God, oh my God, mini coffee. I don't, I don't get, but anyway, that's, that's me. For a philosopher like Aristotle, life is about happiness. Happiness is the meaning and the purpose of life. The whole aim and the end of human existence, that's going to be Life has a different definition for each one of us. How do you define it for yourself? What's your definition of life? We have many. There's a time life for me was football. I, I wanted to be a footballer, I wanted to play, I wanted to be that person. Not in this country. You also have. You let the Americans and the European guys of Korea. Not you. What is life to you? Has it changed? What's your definition? How do you define it? In Matthew 5, Jesus gives what has been termed the greatest someone ever, the Beatitudes. He talks to us about the kingdom of God, about who he is, about what is expected of us. And in Matthew 6, he continues in the same. But when he gets to verse 19, he, he talks about treasure and where your treasure is. There your heart is. He goes on to talk about not serving God and money. But right in the middle of this is what he says. Allow me to read Matthew 6, 22 and 23. You can turn with me, Matthew 6. But allow me to read Matthew 6, 22 and 23. This is what Jesus says. The light of the body is the eye. If therefore then I be single, or healthy, or clean, or good, thy whole body shall be full of light. But if thine eye be evil, thy whole body shall be full of darkness. If therefore the light that is in thee be darkness, how great is that darkness? Allow me to read in an IV. The eye is the lamp of the body, lamp of the body. If your eyes are healthy, your whole body will be full of light. But if your eyes are unhealthy, your whole body will be full of darkness. If then the light within you is darkness, how great is the darkness? There is something very powerful Christ is talking about here. When he says the eye is the lamp of the body, this simply means that the eye is what gives light to your body. Your eyes. It is what lights the way forward. It's like the headlights of the car. Because as a driver, especially on a, um, at night or when it's not very um, lighted outside, if you do not have headlights, where's your number? When he says, if your eyes are healthy, your whole body will be full of light, he advises that if your eyes that light the way forward for the body are healthy, then your body will also be full of light. It will be healthy. They will basically be able to see forward well. Your direction, how you're going, where you're facing, 
will be very clear. Jesus is teaching that the vision that comes from your eyes defines life for you and me. What you see is your life. What you choose to see is what will define life for you and I. So, the same question again. What are you choosing to see? What is that thing you're seeing that is defining life for you? Or that has already defined life for you? What is that? If all you've seen is poverty all your life, maybe that's what's defining life for you. The reverse is true. If all you've seen is riches, you're born with a silver spoon. That defines life. If all you've seen is molestation, drunkenness, enmity between your siblings, constant fighting, opulence, rape, anger, that is probably how you define life. What you see. So what have you been seeing? What did you see in your home? What did you see in your dad, mom, the guardians? What have you been seeing in your life? What is defining life for you? Because each one of us has a definition. We each have one. I have my own. What's your definition? How do you see your surroundings? Despite what you face, how are you seeing even where you are right now? Is that the life you want? How have you seen yourself in the past? Whether we like it or not, this year 2020 starts with a cliche. And I love the cliche. Oh, I love I almost, I almost just went in. Yani, the pastors sit not of Tangatu, yani, eh? Ikiingia imeingia. The cliche is 2020 vision. When I say it, I was like, ooh, someone serious. Ooh. But I was like, ah, pana. But that's what it is. 2020 vision represents clarity or sharpness of vision measured at a distance of 20 feet. If you have 2020 vision, you can see clearly at 20 feet what should normally be seen at, at that distance, which is really good vision. That's cliche. But it is here that I must tell us that as we began last week, obedience to God, obeying God, not just listening, not just reading, not just knowing, but obeying God is what will give you and I this 2020 vision. Clarity of your eyes. Life. It will define life for you. Obedience makes it easier to see ahead. The more you obey God, the clearer your path becomes. The more you choose to say yes to him, the more you say, okay, Jehovah Sawa, your path becomes clear. Why? Remember Psalms 119, 105. Your word is a lamp for my feet. Your word, God's word, is a lamp for my feet, your, your feet, and a light on my path. It lights it, shows you the way. The more you obey that, his word, the more it becomes clear. Proverbs 6.23, for this command, God's command, is a lamp. This teaching is a light. 
and correction and instruction from God are the ways to, not for, to life. Are you looking for life? Trust me, it is not in the government. Trust me, it is not in your job. Life is found in God himself. Choose this 2020. I beg you by the masses of God to choose this 2020 to obey him. It may look so foolish to others. I kid you not. But before his eyes, you have life. Do you know him? I think the reason in the house of God is because we know him. But do you know Jesus? Have you accepted him into your heart? There's one thing about knowing him. But have you accepted him? Is he the Lord of your life? Because you can't obey somebody who's not a Lord in your life. I kid you not. And he's not Lord of your life. You're not obeying him. Do you know Jesus Christ? The act of obedience to him will shine your path for the rest of your life. But only if you let him. Christ is not holding a gun to your head saying, you better go this way. He will just direct you. He will say, as God who designed you, this is the path I've designed for you. Choose it. He tells, us, he tells us the same thing in his word. Choose which way you'll go. Choose. But I hope you choose life today. Obeying him through the leading of the Holy Spirit will bless you with life. I don't mean that your best life now, that your best life now starts. Your best life now. I'm talking about abundant life. John 10.10 10, The thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy. But Christ tells us, I came, I have come, that you, me, everyone, they may have a life. Not just life, but have it to the full, in abundance. That is what God desires for you for 2020. Not just 2020, but for the rest of your life. Choose him today. I beg you. I know some of us are in a place of making decisions. Make it with him. Let him lead you in that decision. Let him, I beg you by the mercies of God, when you let him lead you, the decision may not even make sense to you. Remember Abraham, just imagine with me for a second, God comes into your life and tells you, okay, dude, um, I know I just gave you a child, but I need you to sacrifice this baby for me, where I'm going to show you. He didn't even tell him where. So, take the baby, take the stuff, let's go. You're imagining, I have two kids, Zara and Zana, six and three. now pastor, huh? And he said, Good, good, good. You have a nice day. And now, this is what I need you to do. Now, this Zara of you, I need you to sacrifice. This guy obeyed. How he obeyed me, I don't know. And then God blesses him for the rest of his life. Calls him the father of the nations. What is that thing God is asking you to obey? He was not even there when I was going through life. I said, no. When I was stomaching, was God there? Yes, he was. 
I beg you, choose to obey. Because when you do, God blesses you with life and in abundance. Abundant life is not about what we have. It is not about what we get. It is not about what we claim. Ultimately, abundant life is about what we receive as a gift from the Lord. And to live knowing we are stewards of the blessings of God. It is not seen to be rich. Trust me, some of us are. Though it may be missing the point, if your life goal is just to be rich. That's it. Here there's a problem. Furthermore, stewardship is not only measured by what we have received, but also by what we have been given. At the end of the day, perhaps that is how we know we have an abundant life. When we have shared our life with others. When we have opened our doors. When we have enough of the blessings of God, mercy, peace, love, grace, wisdom, to share with others and then actually do it, that's when we truly have abundance. I spoke to a brother of mine who's just going through craziness right now with his wife, with his family, and he looks at me and tells me, I have the peace of God. And I'm like, and even as pastors get shocked sometimes. He had the joy of the Lord in his heart. And I was like, God, God is alive. Now the good works that he's portraying, I'm able to glorify God on his behalf. What did you see in the last decade for yourself? 2009. Have you taken a look back? Hey, remember I was that guy by the way. I am getting married. I remember very well. I remember praying for a family. And here we are, two babies later. Yes. What did you see for yourself? What was in your mind 10 years ago? What life did you see? What are you seeing today? The only question I have for us today, whatever you see, whatever you saw, is it in line with God's view for your life? That's my thing for us this year. Whatever you have planned, because I kid you not, each person in this room has a plan. Whether you have resolutions or not, some of us tend to write them, some of us tend not to. Me, I'm the guy for notes, but I have notes in somewhere. What is that plan? Let our vision be clear and in the Lord this year. That's my thing for us. And going forward to the next decade and beyond, for your vision to be clear, we must avoid the following. For it to be clear, yes, obey the Lord. But some of the things just to check out, fear cannot be in your vision. You cannot have fear. Don't, don't, don't. That is from the enemy. Fear was never from God. There is a fear of God that is the beginning of wisdom. That's different. This fear, you know what I'm talking about. That thing that paralyzes you. Whenever you think about doing something good, even, even just something amazing for your life. Think about going to the house of God. Think about saying hi to you. There's just a fear that you have. That is wrong. Fear will convince you to play it safe this year. Don't play it safe. It will tell you to stay where you are because if you try something different, you will fail. Nobody in your family has ever made it. 
You have tried this thing three times. The Lord keeps telling you, try it again. You're like, hey, but boss, maze, I have failed ten times over. Try it again. Fear will paralyze you guys. So don't allow it in 2020. Fear comes in different disguises and forms to hinder your success. It sometimes looks like procrastination. Ah, what is funny, sir? Yeah, I'll do it next month. Ah, next month. Ah, next month. Before long, 2021. And then it will be another resolution. Don't allow that to happen this year. It messes with your vision. It messes with your obedience to God. God is telling you, open the book and read. Where will go? Next week. Next week. You can go busy. Next week. Nobody in your family even owns a Bible. You don't want to look off. Fear. It makes us not do what we need to do at the time we need to. If your goals are bigger than what you can handle, fear will tell you that you are not capable or worthy to accomplish them. Fear will attack you with an all-out assault to encourage you to give up and walk away from attempting your goals. If that is you, remember that is not from God. I'm here to announce, fear is not from God. 2 Timothy 1.7, we have not been given a spirit of fear. We have not been given a spirit of fear, but of power, of love, and a sound mind. That is you and I. It's not for a special group of people. Uh -uh. So, fear is not your portion. Comparison, number two. Comparison. This one. Comparison. Look at that dress. If only. Did you see her wedding? Hillary Jerome. Hey, because there's a wedding event on Friday. The bands that was. Comparison. Comparison. Makes us not take the time to discern our dreams. Because it makes us choose to live by default the dreams we see in others. My boy, I'm a Tengeneza My brother has a Range Rover. Hey, one year and you're. My brother has 20 pairs of shoes. And I'm not 21. Comparison will kill you guys. When it comes to having vision in the Lord, seeing clearly, when it comes to understanding God's will for your life, when it comes to obeying God, how He speaks to me will be very different to how He speaks to you, and how He speaks to your wife, and how He speaks to your family. Don't compare yourselves with others. God has made you so unique. None of you have the same fingerprint. Why trying to have the same fingerprint with everybody? Don't compare yourself. We're invited to take a trip with a friend. Ah, now we get the new shoes because the neighbor got one. These situations suddenly aren't bad, but they can prevent us from the self-discovery and beauty of achieving something that God has uniquely designed for you and I. Galatians 6.4, hear this. Each one should test their own actions. Be in the scripture. Test your actions. Take pride in yourself alone without comparing yourself 
to somebody else. It's in the Bible. Fear, number two, comparison. Three, business. This is a... Nasi, biashara, business. Busyness. Niko busy. Niko busy can overwhelm you to the point of frustration and procrastination as well. Don't allow yourself this year to just be busy without productivity. There's a difference. Kuna productivity na kuna kuwa busy. If you're busy just because you need to be busy and there is nothing to show for it at the end of the day, then you're wasting time. Business will rid you of time alone with the Lord. Ha, niko busy. Hata si, sina hata five minutes ya devotion as good. Because of this. You know the Bible reading plan we are talking about takes about 30 minutes of your day every day. 30 minutes. But being busy tells you after this, you've heard this guys before, 24 hours is not enough. Haki tungeongezo tuka five hours. Nikama God in making 24 hours was kidding. Yani, he didn't even know what he was talking about. Why 24? Christ, ungeakata 48 hours. Okay, for Christmas season, I actually think, ungeongeza ikuwe maybe three weeks or a month of Christmas, but that aside, you know what I'm talking about, 24 hours, it's enough. You need to sleep about six to eight hours, you need to work about the same hours, and you need to rest about the same hours. It's divided well. So in your rest, you're only being asked for 30 minutes to an hour of spending with the Lord. The Lord has not asked you to take your whole day and switch your life off. Mm-mm. Just a portion of your day to him. Don't allow busyness to rid you of life, abundant life in the Lord. When busyness happens, you walk away disappointed and conclude that goal setting does not work. Why? Because when you put long lists of goals that you want to achieve and actively pursue all of them, and they end up looking impressive in the beginning, but they fizzle out because of uh, they are too much. When it happens, you walk away disappointed and conclude that goal setting does not work. Your time is limited and you can do everything. Keep it simple, guys. Keep it targeted. Focus on one to three major goals at a time. Make sure your goals are aligned with your purpose. Your purpose. Your purpose. Align your goals with your purpose. When you do that, when you set large goals, break them down into smaller manageable action steps and start right away. Jeremiah 25, message, message. Jeremiah 25, see what it says. Slow down. This is a message translation. Take a deep breath. What's the, this is the word of God. What's the hurry? Why wear yourself out? Just what are you after anyway? This is the Lord asking. What's the hurry? What's the rush? Matthew 6, 25 and 34 tells us this. Therefore I tell you, you do not worry. No, do not worry about your life. What you will eat. What you will drink. Or about your body, what you will wear. Is not life more than food or and the body more than clothes? Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow. 
for tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. Business, uko busy. Fear. Comparison. Guys, I beg you by the masses of God, this year, 2020, choose to walk in obedience. Choose to walk in obedience. Step by step by step. Utanguka at times. Yeah, I promise you, because you're still human. You will fall. Kwanza kuna zile proper. You will cry. Kautungu katakuwa, maybe. But get up again and keep walking. Step by step by step. As you do that, God tells you and I that I will bless you with life. Not like the world is telling us. Not like the enemy is saying, but abundant life that only comes from God himself. And you will only experience this if you are in Jesus. So if you are not, I ask you to accept him quickly into your life. Join us every Sunday from 11 a.m. to 12.30 p.m. at Rubani House on Shriji Road off Airport North Road.